we are on the theme of supernatural supernatural the new natural supernatural is the new natural nothing natural should be the norm anymore supernatural is the new norm amen as reading a verse yesterday it's in deuteronomy it says the lord has blessed you above all nations you have been blessed above all nations that means average is not your portion forget living below average average is not your portion you have to refuse to be average you are above all nations god has blessed you above all nations i'll tell you three things that you need to receive from god's word every time this is not my message just precursor okay three things the first one is when you listen to god's word what's the promise what is the promise for my life that god is telling me what is the promise the second one is when you listen to god's promise he gives you the power so if god tells you that you're going to be blessed that's a promise as you listen to that promise you get the power to be blessed finally he gives you the principles to be blessed so promise power principles in that sequence if you don't have the power and if you only get the promise and the principle you will get burnt out you only have the principles and the bible talks about certain principles and you try to work that principles out by your own strength you will really get burnt out so you need the power but power comes by hearing the promise so promise gives you power power gives you the strength to implement the principles and that's how god's word comes effective in your life does that make sense three things promise power principle so our job is as we hear god's word as we keep hearing god's word not once keep hearing god's word again and again again and again you begin to stand firm in that promise that promise gives you the power the empowerment to fulfill the principles that receives that promise begins with promise power principles right a lot of times only when the principles is the focus people know what they should do but they don't have the power to do it so they are like ah pastor sam said it but i'm not able to reach because you don't have the power so it's the power is in the word so you stay on the promise the promise will give you the power and the power will lead you into the principles amen okay quickly philippians chapter 2 verse 12 philippians chapter 2 verse 12 therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only as in my presence but much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling verse 13 for it is god who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure paul here says work out your own salvation work out your own salvation you cannot work out what god hasn't worked in you can only work out what god has worked in 
it is god who has worked in the salvation there is a deposit of salvation within you which god has worked in let me explain did you know that everybody sitting here has six pack abs everybody sitting here the only difference is you don't see it yet but you have it it's there within you you don't see it because it is covered by fat don't look at mine look at yours <laughs> such hypocrites <laughs> okay we all have abs but we can't see it why because it is covered by fat but the truth is we already have it it's a deposit within us when we start working out what is deposited within us starts revealing because the fat needs to get burned out needs to get burned out you need to burn the fat similarly paul is saying work out what the lord has deposited within you the day you received jesus you received salvation 100% you received the fullness of salvation you can't lose salvation you know why because it is god who has deposited within you you can lose the joy of salvation you can lose the peace of salvation you can lose the experience of that salvation but you can't lose the salvation that god has deposited within you in your spirit he has deposited salvation in your spirit your spirit being is 100% recreated in the image of jesus you are supernaturally recreated first peter 1 was 23 that you are born of the living and abiding word of god you are supernaturally recreated god did not make you a better person he saw oh man so what a sinful person let me just correct him and make him a better person no he recreated you he recreated you so you are supernaturally recreated i'm telling you what what all what all are there in salvation you are supernaturally recreated in the image of jesus second you are supernaturally set high above all powers in the supernatural realm in the spiritual realm you are set high above all powers all principalities you are set high how do you know this ephesians chapter 2 was 4 to 7 with god with christ god made you alive and seated you high above all powers and principalities so you are seated with jesus did you know that the same power and authority that jesus has is the same power and authority that you have we we are all waiting for jesus to show up but can i tell you jesus has showed up when he came into your life he showed up the day you said yes to jesus the day you received jesus jesus has come into your life the reality of heaven has come into your life but you need to work it out what god has worked in work it out why because it's not in the spiritual life that you need to see the work of salvation you want to see it in your physical life you want to see it in your emotional life so you need to work it out work it out you don't see the abs what do you do you work out similarly you don't see salvation work it out work it out 
So the Bible says you're supernaturally recreated. You're supernaturally set high above all powers. Meaning supernaturally you are seated in the same position that God is seated. Heresy. It's not heresy, it's Bible. You're seated at the same level that God is seated. Can you believe it? That's what the Bible says. Now your experience may say something else. Forget your experience. Because your experience lies to you. The word of God does not. What would you choose to believe? Would you choose to believe your experience or would you choose to believe God's word? Peter's experience said that there was no fish in the water. God's word created those fish. So believe in God's word more than your experience. You're supernaturally recreated. You're supernaturally seated far above all powers and principalities. You're supernaturally blessed with every spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1 verse 3. You're supernaturally blessed with every spiritual blessing. See, the reason why I'm not taking these verses is because we do these verses all the time. So I want to run forward. Okay, Are you with me? Supernaturally recreated. Supernaturally seated high. Supernaturally blessed with every spiritual blessing. Your supernatural account is full. Say with me full. It's not half. It's full. It's full to the brim. Now what you need to do if you want to see the supernatural, the supernatural to flow in your physical life, you need to make a withdrawal. If your account is full and you need money, what do you do? You make a withdrawal. You either go to the ATM or you take a check. You make a withdrawal. So make a withdrawal in your supernatural account. Don't sit and cry. Crying will take you nowhere. It will just take more energy of yours. Make a supernatural withdrawal. Make a supernatural Withdrawal. You know how simple making a supernatural withdrawal is? Jeremiah 33, 33 verse 3. Call unto me and I will answer you. It's as simple as that. We want to make it complicated. Call unto me and I will answer. Make a supernatural withdrawal today. Amen. Don't go another day living a defeated life. Make a supernatural withdrawal from your account. Why? Because you're supernaturally recreated. You're supernaturally seated high. And you're supernaturally blessed with every spiritual blessings. So make a withdrawal. Now, I'll show you how you make a withdrawal. Come with me to Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is... You who works in you. What does it say? For it is? Say with me. For it is God who works in you. For it is God who works in you. Both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So if you want to see the salvation deposit coming out. And see God working in you. You have to work it out. Right? And the key over there is work it out with fear and trembling. I want to talk to you about fear. Work it out with fear and trembling. The keys to unleashing the supernatural. How you make a withdrawal. You go to an ATM check and you need, a, you need your ATM card. 
that ATM card is the fear of the Lord. You have the fear of the Lord with you, that's your ATM card. You go and you make a withdrawal and you can take money. The fear of the Lord will release the supernatural blessings from heaven into your life. That's how you make your withdrawal. Amen. You have to believe one, you already have it. God is not withholding. God is not withholding. God has already released his blessings over your life. Amen. So God is not the one who is withholding. Say with me, God is not the villain. <laughs> if I am not living a blessed life, God is not the reason. If I am not living a blessed life, it's because I am not withdrawing. I am not making a demand. How you make a demand on the supernatural account is fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Say with me, fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Amen. Fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is how you make a demand into your supernatural account. Now, what is the fear of the Lord? Let me read a verse for you. Psalms 2 verse 11. Psalms 2 verse 11. Are you with me? Okay. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Do you see both words there? Fear and trembling? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It says serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Now, here's my question. Very genuine question. How do you rejoice with trembling? What does that look like? What does that look like? See, that's why you have to understand the fear of the Lord is not an unhealthy fear, it's a healthy fear. You have to find a differentiation between the fear of the Lord with all the other fears. The fear of the Lord is different because it is not the usual fear that we, we are afraid of, you know, the fear of death, the fear of lack, the fear of future, the fear of being alone, the fear of loneliness. It is not the fear, it is not those fears. How is it different? Because the fear of the Lord does not cause torment. It does not cause torment. I'll show you, I'll show you a verse, First John chapter 4, verse 18. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So when we talk about fear of the Lord, we're not talking about the fear that causes you torment and you're scared. It's not that fear. Because see, God being our Abba Father, being a Heavenly Father, it doesn't bring him pleasure when his children are scared of him. It doesn't bring him pleasure. So this fear is not the fear that comes from the fear of being punished. You know, you did something wrong and you, you know, when you were a child, if you did something wrong, you would run far away from your parents because you were scared that they would punish you. We're not talking about that fear. This fear of the Lord is a healthy fear that comes out of awe and reverence for God. In fact, in Deuteronomy, there's a verse that says, Fear the Lord. Thou shalt fear the Lord your God. It's the same verse that Jesus uses in the temptation in Luke chapter 4, where the devil tempts Jesus saying, If you bow down to me, I will give you all these things. Jesus says, 
worship the Lord your God. So he is redefining that fear. It's not the fear of torment. He's redefining that fear from the fear, how we see fear into worship. Fear of the Lord is worship. You have to see fear of the Lord as worship. When you see encounter God, just imagine with me, if you encounter God in his majesty and in his might and in his awe, what's the one thing that you will come? You'll be afraid. Not afraid because he'll punish you, afraid because you'll be in awe. You'll be in complete awe. So you can serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling when you are in awe. Say with me, awe. Fear of the Lord is awe. Being in awe of God. So I was thinking, how do I explain rejoicing with trembling? And the picture that the Holy Spirit gave me was, how many of you like roller coaster rides? When you're on a roller coaster ride, it is exciting. It's adventurous. It gives you joy, some kind of a weird joy, but you're also trembling. Right? That's how it is with the Lord. Because the Lord is so amazing. It will blow your, you know, it will blow your tube lights off. He's so great that when you when you have an encounter with him, that you're so awed by his presence that you that you'll shut your mouth in fear. In fear out of reverence, in fear out of respect. Amen? It's like, just imagine a chief minister just walks in through that door. How many of you will have a fear for him? That fear that comes out of reverence. Fear that comes out of respect. We'll all stand up on our place. If a man can hold so much of reverence, how much the creator of the universe? Amen? So it is a fear of the Lord that is your ATM card that makes a withdrawal on your supernatural account. Fear of the Lord. If your prayers have the supernatural ATM card, it will always yield results. Always. Say with me, always. It has to always yield results. Now let me give you one definition of the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 13. Proverbs 8 verse 13. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Fear of the Lord is hating everything that God hates. Fear of the Lord is hating everything that God hates. Do you know what God hates? God hates sin. God hates sickness. God hates oppression. God hates depression. You know why God hates all of these things? Because God loves you. Because he knows that these things affect you. These things keep you limited. So whatever, whatever comes against you, he hates. God hates sin because he loves you. God hates sickness because he loves you. So when you hate what God hates, you live in the fear of the Lord. Amen? In fact, whatever God hated, Christ died for. Christ died for your sin. Christ died for your sickness. Christ died for your oppression. Whatever God hates, Christ died for. But we are still holding on to that. Ah, headache, it's fine. Yeah, I can manage my headache. Just have a panadol. 
Don't manage what God hates. Hate it with all your heart. Amen. See, have an attitude like those three Hebrew boys who said, we will not bow down in front of the idol. And the king said, hey, if you don't bow down in front of the idol, you'll be put in the fire. And they said, we believe that God will deliver us from the fire. But I love the next statement. They said, even if God does not deliver us, we will not bow down. That's the attitude you should have. I hate sickness with all my being. And I believe that God will deliver me. Even if God does not deliver me, I'm not going to bow down to this. I'm not going to develop a theology of mine that completely opposes what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. And say that sickness is for my benefit. Sickness is how God is disciplining me. I'm not going to use a theology like that. Instead, I'm going to hate whatever God hates. Even if I'm healed or not, I am going to hate what God hates. So God hates sin. God hates sickness. God hates oppression. Whatever comes against you, God hates. So you don't entertain them. That's living in the fear of the Lord. Why? Because you're in awe, having a deep reverence for who God is. Isn't that awesome? Okay. Now, one thing, one thing which is very necessary for the fear of the Lord is humility and honor. You cannot have the fear of the Lord without humility and honor. So, the Bible says, Proverbs 15 verse 33, the fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom and humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. Fear of the Lord is not possible without humility and honor. Humility comes before honor. Today in the morning, I heard from the Lord the definition of humility. Humility is to recognize that you are not self-sufficient. Humility is to recognize that you are not self-sufficient and you need the all-sufficient one. Humility is to recognize that I can't do this by my own. I need my Heavenly Father. That's humility. It comes from a place of recognizing that you are not self-sufficient. Yes, you might have the best education, you might have the best job, you might have the best resources, the best family, but if you can recognize that, Lord, I need you. I'm not self-sufficient. I need the all-sufficient one. That's humility. That's the posture of humility. Amen? So once you, once you humble yourself, recognizing that you need your Heavenly Father, that without Him, Jesus said, without him, I can do nothing. When you recognize that without him that you can do nothing, it's a posture. It's not, it's not like Adam who was like, you know, I can do everything. Even without him, I can be like God. It's the posture of Christ who says, without him, I can do nothing. That is the posture of humility. That brings honor. And honor is not treating something as ordinary. What is honor? Not treating something as ordinary. God is not ordinary. You might have heard a lot about God. You might have had many sermons. You might be born in the church, brought up in the church. For those of you, for pastor's kids, oh man, 
you have to relearn honor relearn honor because honor is not to treat something as ordinary special you give special consideration amen it's like you know when guests are in your house you take some of those plates that you've never used and you wash it even the plates are like hmm christmas is here why you do that because you want to honor the people because they are special you take special care and special attention humility and honor is the key to staying in the fear of the lord amen okay now i want to give you five fruits five fruits or five signs of staying in the fear of the lord if you stay in god's fear supernatural is going to flood because you're making a withdrawal from the supernatural realm and these five things will happen the first one is growing in the wisdom of the lord when you posture yourself in the fear of god the first thing that happens is you grow in god's wisdom the bible says in proverbs 1 verse 7 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge and in psalms it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so when you are positioned yourself in the fear of the lord you grow in wisdom knowledge and understanding you grow in wisdom knowledge and understanding do you know something wisdom is not something that can be taught wisdom is caught wisdom cannot be taught wisdom cannot be taught in schools that's why you see so many foolish people who have phd's wisdom cannot no i'm serious wisdom cannot be taught look at all the educated people who talk nonsense who who talks everything that is against what god has created in his natural order why because wisdom cannot be taught it has to be caught you grow in the wisdom of the lord amen fear of the lord is what helps you grow in god's wisdom now you know the best example is king solomon king solomon god asked king solomon what do you want and he said i want understanding to govern your people now do you know something that god came to him in a dream the very same day he sacrificed 1000 burnt offerings 1000 burnt offerings what would be the price of a bull maybe let's say let's say it's a lakh a lakh a 2.5 lakhs multiply that into 1000 that was the price of his sacrifice nowhere in the bible you will see god coming to somebody and saying what do you want nowhere one person you know why generosity touches god's heart generous sacrifice touches his heart only one person in the bible you see god comes and tells him tell me solomon what do you want whatever is it i'll give it to you whatever we're not talking about king nebuchadnezzar who is powerful we're talking about god of cosmos if solomon had said god i think i want neptune and pluto god would have given it to him 
God of Cosmos says, what do you want? It's, it's a very special, special, special request. Why? Because sacrifice, sacrifice opens the doors of heavens. Generous sacrifice. You know, if you read Acts chapter 10, it talks about a Gentile named Cornelius. Cornelius was a Roman, you know, he was like a Roman governor. He was a Roman person who was in a high position. When he was praying, he's a Gentile. Remember, he's a Gentile. He does not know the Hebrew God. He's a Gentile. When he is praying, the angel of the Lord appears to him. You know what's interesting? The first thing that the angel says is, your prayers and your arms, meaning your generosity, your prayers and your generosity has got heaven's attention. A non-believer who has no prior covenant with God, who has no understanding of God, he gets heaven's attention because of his generosity. So King Solomon, thousand burnt offerings, thousand burnt offerings, and that night God asks him, what do you want? And what does he want? He says, God, I don't want anything. I only want the wisdom and understanding to govern your people. Look at the humility. Look at how he postures himself. He says, I am a child. He was not a child. I'm a child. He was not a child. He was young. He was a young guy. But look at how he postures himself. I am a child. I don't know how to govern your people. He does not say my people. He recognizes that. He says, I need the all-sufficient one. I need you, God. I need you to teach me on how to govern your people effectively. And that moved God's heart. It is the fear of the Lord that opened heaven's doors for him to grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Rest, you know, is history. Rest, you know, is history. Favor of the Lord that was upon King Solomon. Many kings and queens came from afar just to see the wisdom that is upon his life. Are you getting this? Fear of the Lord helps you grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But here's something. Ha! Huh. Jesus said, here is somebody who is greater than Solomon. See, we are talking about Solomon and feeling very, oh, wow, nice. But Jesus said, here is someone who is greater than Solomon. And that someone is inside of you. So if Jesus walked in greater wisdom, greater knowledge and greater understanding than Solomon, so can you. No. If Jesus walked in greater wisdom, greater knowledge and greater understanding than Solomon, so can you. So can you. In fact, whatever the Old Testament saints did, you can do much more. Jesus himself said, you shall do greater things than me. Amen. Are you excited? So the wisdom of the Lord, the first thing is, gives you wisdom, knowledge and understanding. The second thing that the fear of the Lord does is, it it helps you give access into the friendship of God. You become God's friend. You become God's friend. One of the examples is Abraham believed in God and he was called 
the friend of God. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was known as the friend of God. Just imagine somebody knows you as God's friend. He's God's friend. You better ask him because God reveals things to his friends. I'll read a verse for you. Psalms 24, 14. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. So when you fear the Lord, you become friends with him. You know, one day, one day the Lord told me, it was during one of the services the Lord said, tell my people, you cannot be my friend until I don't become the Lord of your life. I'll say that again. You cannot be God's friend until he becomes the Lord of your lives. Once he becomes the Lord of your life, then you can be his friend. It's like any parent cannot become their children's friend unless the child accepts, accepts them and honors them as their parent. It's the lordship of Jesus. It's submitting to the lordship of Jesus that gives us access into being his friend. That's why Jesus said, I no longer call you servants. You're my friends. The fear of the Lord gives you access to God's friendship. The third one. The third one is, the fear of the Lord frees you from all kinds of fear and torment. If you have God's fear, you will have no other fear. If you have God's fear, you will have no other anxiety. If you have God's fear, you will have no other depression. You will have no oppression. Fear of, of the Lord frees you from all fear and torment. The verse that I have for you is Proverbs 14 verse 26. It says, in the fear of the Lord, one has Strong confidence. Say with me, strong confidence. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. Now, I was trying to understand this. Why, why does the author mention strong confidence and children having a refuge? And I quickly remembered Job. You know, Job, in the first few chapters, if you read Job, he would sacrifice. He would make sacrifices for the Lord. Out of fear, out of fear that something would happen to his children. You know, whatever he feared, it came to pass. Whatever he feared came to pass. He feared that his children will perish and his children perished. Fear of the Lord drives out all other fears. Because when you fear, you know that your children are protected. When you, fe when you fear the Lord... You have no other fears. You have no other anxiety. That's why when you fear the Lord, you have strong confidence. You can stand firm. I can face the world. I can face the world with whatever is coming against me. I can face it. Why? Because I know the one who is with me. You have strong confidence in the Lord. Amen? Fourth one. When you have the fear of the Lord, you begin to enjoy life in God's protection. When you have the fear of the Lord, you begin to enjoy life in God's protection. The problem is we all want to enjoy life. But we can't enjoy life 
with having these fear, fear of lack, fear of future, fear of security, fear of not having enough, fear of being alone, fear of loneliness, all these kinds of fear. But you can only enjoy life when you know that you are completely protected, you're completely secure. The verse I have is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 27. It says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. Proverbs 19, verse 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life and whoever has it rests satisfied, he will not be visited by harm. When you have the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord will protect you from all kinds of harm, will protect you from all kinds of snares of the devil and death. Amen. The fear of the Lord gives you protection. And because the fear of the Lord gives you protection, you begin to enjoy life. The fear of the Lord gives you protection. And because you have that protection, it gives you life. Now, have you, have you been on a roller coaster? If you want to enjoy a roller coaster ride, you have to put your seatbelt. Without the seatbelt, you'll get yourself hurt. The seatbelt is the fear of the Lord. Okay? Because the fear of the Lord will protect you in the roller coaster of life. Because you, as long as you have the seatbelt on, you know that you're protected. The fear of the Lord will protect you in the rolling life. You don't care if it is high, low, high, low. You know that the Lord who has called you is the same. The Lord who has spoken the word, his promises is still the same. So it's the fear of the Lord that keeps you intact. In fact, Regardless of it being high or low in your life, you enjoy life because you know you're protected. <laughs> Economy crash, I don't care. <laughs> the fear of the Lord. <laughs> God is my source. You don't care when people are being fired from the job, laid off from the job. Why? Because you know that you're protected. The fear of the Lord gives you protection and you begin to enjoy life. Amen? Okay, the last one. The fear of the Lord opens overflowing blessing into your life. The fear of the Lord opens overflowing blessing into your life. Psalms 34 verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. So if you fear the Lord, you shall have no Lack. No lack. Absolutely no lack. In spite of what the circumstances are, in spite of which environment you're living in, you live in Delhi, Dubai, Andamans, you will have no lack. Psalms 128 was 1 to 3. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. So you are blessed if you fear the Lord. The next one. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. Meaning? Someone else will not eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. Meaning, whatever you work, when you are in the fear of the Lord, it will not be wasted. It will be protected. Most of you need this, you know. Because somebody else is eating the fruit of your labor. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful wine within your house. Meaning, not only you will be blessed, people who are around you in your proximity, in your vicinity, they shall also be blessed. Your wife will be fruitful. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. 
Now, I was trying to understand what does it mean? Your children will be like olive shoots. Olive shoots shows vitality. That means the children, your children will grow in strength, will grow in vitality. Okay? Psalms 25 verse 12 to 14. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being. His soul shall abide in well-being. And his offspring shall inherit the land. Six things. Six blessings. One, no lack. Second, your labor is not wasted. Third, wife will be fruitful. Those of you who don't have wives, you know what you should do. Fourth, children will grow in strength. Fifth, your soul shall always be in well-being. Meaning your mind and your heart will always be prosperous. Finally, your offspring shall inherit the land. Your children shall be blessed. So when you fear the Lord, you're not just blessed. You are living in an overflowing blessing that it touches and infects everything that is around you. Anybody who is associated with you is also blessed because of the overflowing blessing that is upon your life. Amen? Even the dog, the cat, the maidservant, the people who are associated with you, they shall also be blessed because they are in your vicinity. You live in an overflowing blessing for the fear of the Lord. Amen? So I'm telling you five things that the fear of the Lord withdraws. The first one, wisdom. What's the first one? Wisdom. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Second one, friendship. It gives you access to God's friendship. Third one, it drives out all fear. It drives out all fear. Fourth one, you begin to enjoy life. You want to enjoy life? You can't enjoy life in the club, in the pub. You enjoy life when you position yourself in the fear of the Lord because you know you have protection. Enjoy life. Amen? The fifth one, overflowing blessings. Isn't that good? Check. Isn't that good? Five things. Wisdom, friendship, no fear, enjoy life, overflowing blessings. One ATM card, multiple blessings. Amen. Fear of the Lord positions you to unleash God's supernatural power over your life. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Amen. But how do you position yourself in the fear of the Lord? Humility and honor. You have to hate everything that God hates. Hate with all your well-being. Everything that God hates. Every limitation that is over your life. Hate it. Hate it. Don't entertain it. Hate it. If you see limitations in your life, hate it and say, Lord, I know that Jesus has died for this very thing. I completely believe in the finished work of Christ. Amen? Nothing is supposed to limit you. Not your boss, not your finances, not your job, not your environment. Nothing is supposed to limit you. Why? Because you're supernaturally recreated. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you guys blessed? Fear of the Lord. That's the key. Fear of the Lord. So next time, when you sit for prayer, just posture yourself in God's fear. Posture yourself in humility and honor. And whatever you pray, God shall answer. Amen.
call unto him and he shall answer that's why i love i love this passage of jabez with where he prays oh lord that you will bless me or that you will increase me and then the hand of the lord will be upon me and the next verse says and the lord answered him according to his prayer the lord shall answer you according to your prayer i i declare in this place right now that you shall be blessed you shall increase and the hand of the lord will protect you from all harms and whatever you pray you shall receive the answer of that prayer you shall receive the answer of that prayer come on take a moment just to respond to god's word and posture yourself and say lord i want to humble myself i want to acknowledge that i can't do this by my own strength i can't do this by my own might yes these things i have put a lot of confidence in princes i have put a lot of confidence in my job i have put a lot of confidence in my financial status i put a lot of confidence in my background or in the ability that i can do something but i put my confidence in you today i put my confidence in jesus who is the author and who is the perfecter of my faith i put my confidence in you Jesus I put my confidence in you. Yes, Father, we put our confidence in you. We come in absolute honor and humility and saying, "Oh Lord, come. Come, come, come flood our lives with your presence. Flood our lives with your power and your strength. Flood our lives with your word because you're all that we need today. You're all that we need. Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. open your mouth and speak it out open your mouth with your own words in your own words speak it out speak it out speak it out say lord we need you i need you oh lord beyond my circumstances beyond the things that i hold on to i want you i completely lay myself down in your presence i surrender to what you have done yes 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 come on hebrews 11 verse 6 says without faith it is impossible to please him for whoever believes in god must come to him that he is a good rewarder of those who diligently seek him not convenient seeking it is diligent seeking come on seek him diligently right now we we'll open your open your mouth from the depth of your heart come on as like like never before like never before you have prayed and you have cried come on open your mouth pray for your deliverance this is the day of salvation i hear the spirit saying today is the day of salvation open your mouth cry out say no limitations today no limitations whatever your limitations is whatever the sickness that you are fighting the oppression you are fighting come on release the sound of victory through your words release 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 come on come on guys release open your mouth i'm telling you open your mouth your mouth is the way to victory open your mouth open your mouth open your mouth yes open your mouth rekhe de 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 open your mouth Father, we believe in the victory of Jesus. We believe that victory is my victory. We stand firm in the victory that you have given us. We stand firm. We stand firm. Greater is who is in me than who is in the world. I believe in you, O Lord. I believe in the work that you have done. No limitations. No lack. Ah yes. 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 
Magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord with me. Come on, make him bigger. He is already bigger than your problems. But in your mind, make him bigger than your problems. Don't focus on your problems today. Make God bigger than your problems because he is bigger than your problems. Let it influence that reality of yours. Let the truth of God's word that he is bigger, that he is seated far above, that he is powerful and he can fix your problems. He can deliver your problems. There is no problem in your life that is not fixed, that cannot be fixed by God. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Come on, stand up with me. And let's worship God. Worship God. Come on. Lift your hands up unto heavens with everything that's in your being. Come on, worship Him. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Your name is the highest. Your name is the greatest. Your name stands above them all. 
all throne, all throne, and dominions of power and possession, your name stands above them all. Your name, your name, your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name stands above them all. All thrones, all thrones, and dominions, all power and possession, your name stands above them all. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is. Come on, I want you to do something. Just put your hands on your heads right now. Just put your hands on your heads. And say with me, O oh Lord, that you will bless me. O oh Lord, that you will increase me. O oh Lord, that the hand of the Lord will be upon me. And it will protect me from all harms. Come on, say that once again. O oh Lord, that you will bless me. Come on, from the depths of your heart. Come on, say it again. Oh Lord, that you will bless me. Oh Lord, that you will increase me. Oh Lord, that the hand of the Lord will be upon me. And it will protect me from all harms. Father, we bless your holy name. Oh, we bless your holy name. We magnify you. We are not beneath our circumstances. We are above our circumstances. For we are seated far, far above. We are seated far above all powers and all principalities. We are seated far above with you. Your position is our position. We are seated with you. We are seated with you. So Father, I declare right now in the name of Jesus, no lack. No lack. You shall lack no good thing. You shall lack no good thing. You shall grow in the wisdom of the Lord. You shall enjoy the friendship of Jesus. You shall have no fear and no torment in your life anymore. You, shall, you are set free from all fear, from all depression, from all anxiety, from every attack of the enemy. You are set free once and for all. Ah, you shall live in the overflowing blessings of God. You shall enjoy life and live in the protection of God. Father, we receive, we receive, we receive. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is working in us. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name.